Welcome back to Sober Grind. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you better understand addiction and recovery. My name is Austin, and I'm your co-host along with Pesh. Today, we're talking about the terminologies used in the drug and alcohol treatment space. Do you think the term substance abuser is a helpful or harmful term? Let's talk about this. How are you doing today, Pesh? I'm doing very well. Uh, there's a reason I picked the topic for today. You want to introduce the topic? Sure, sure. So thanks, everyone, again, for tuning in to another episode of Sober Grind. We are, as always, ecstatic to be spitting some knowledge and some wisdom for you. So today's topic is going to be about, is addiction a family disease? It's commonly thrown around. It's talked about a lot. Pesh, tell us well, why you wanted to do this as a topic today. Well, it's not just a, that's the topic I really wanted today was about terminology that's used in the industry. There was a hot okay. topic that started yesterday on my Facebook page. Uh, it actually, yeah. it, it was, I was putting out words for, okay, so there was a friend of mine that wanted, that needed a case manager in South Orange County. So I put it, I, I had written down um, case manager position available for substance abuse center. And there was somebody who's highly critical that came on there. And I often see this gentleman uh, talk in a certain way where he tells me uh, or he says that a lot of the terminologies that's, that's thrown around or used in the industry is false. Okay. For example, words like codependency, enabler, substance abuse. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he feels that when we talk this way, that we're not helping the stigma. We are part of the stigma because we are putting um putting people down like addicts or family members of addicts and alcoholics and i very much disagree with him um he went yeah you know he made some strong he has a very strong uh opinions about what he talks about and with all due respect he can have whatever opinions he wants he can say whatever he wants but i very much believe and stand by the wording that i use when i'm describing certain things as enabling because when there's a parent who's continually hovering over their kid and uh, as a helicopter mom or dad, which he probably wouldn't agree with that term either, even though they are, you know, it's just an analogy. Either, regardless, when somebody's, when a parent's constantly hovering over their kid, they're not allowing their kid to get better, better and they're giving them money or they're harboring the addict. Therefore, they are enabling them. Like, I don't care how you put yeah. them. They are codependent. Like, they are not, you know, they're they're fixated on the kid. They're fix, They're fixated on trying to, treat the kids. So anyway, when I wrote that thing yesterday about a substance abuse center, well, people that use substances regularly, like let's say like you have a glass of Chablis, right? That's a substance. Yeah. Right? And if you drink it, you are using it. You're putting it in your mouth. You're drinking it. You're using it. But if you drink mm -hmm. like because you love the effect it's produced by the alcohol and you continually keep drinking and drinking and drinking to the point of being, you know, one of oblivion, then you're abusing it. Like it's plain and simple. So you're abusing a substance. Well, there's nothing wrong with calling, right. calling it substance abuse. Right. Or, you know, when, when we talk about uh, the stigma, like the, he the, often will bring up the fact that um, there's a stigma out there and we need to make sure as professionals, as treatment professionals, that we need to uh, educate people and let them know about the stigma and let them know um, why drug addiction or drug addicts aren't bad people. They just make bad decisions. So everybody has their own delivery, right? So 
I, I don't need to toot my own horn and talk about uh, all the things I do, but I, I speak the, you know, nationally in many different arenas, not just in a 12-step program, but in many different arenas, talking in front of students in high schools, junior high schools, many different places, um, the parents of students, colleges and things like that, just to raise the awareness. The stigma is never going to go away. Like, no matter how you look at yeah. it, it'll never go away. You will always have family members or people or humanity that views drug addiction and alcoholism as, as like, you're bad. Like, you should stop that. Like, you should be able to know how to stop that. And, and if people, you know, have a stigma, they are basically living in judgment of what the addiction or alcoholism consists of. They don't really look at, like, there's a problem and the problem needs to be solved. So... I'll talk so about can it, I, I want to talk about it. You know what I mean? And some people will talk. Like, yeah. That gentleman in particular will talk about it the way he wants to talk about it. But yesterday he came on my post. He made some strong opinions. A lot of times when he makes his opinions, I don't really know if it's coming directly from him or if it's copy paste from Harvard, Harvard studies. You know, so it's like, is this stuff that you just at the end of the day, everything that we believe and everything that we know is stuff that we learned. Right. So, yeah, me as a treatment professional an interventionist, a person that works in treatment um, on the front lines and I get to work, interact with addicts and alcoholics, I get to see when people are in their disease. You want to call it a disease. You want to call it their addiction, their ego, their um, the devil, whatever, <clears throat> their demons, all that stuff. But I know when people are not walking a straight path, you can see it. It's yeah. So I want to ask, I, I want to ask you kind of to voice his, his opinions a little bit, uh, but I want to ask all of our audience right now, those that are watching or listening, what's your opinion on, on some of these terminologies that are commonly thrown around in the industry? Do you agree with them? Do you disagree with them? What are your thoughts and opinions? So yesterday, uh, let I us think, know in, in I, I the comments. When, but, when, I, when I made that post yesterday, I asked him, why yeah. don't you tell me what you feel is the right kind of terminology? And, and so he, yeah. he, he, he gave me a, a, a whole slew of like, like a novel of different things and, and reasons of why and all that. But I just asked him simply like, what would be the appropriate terminology that you think would be best? And what it boiled down to, I believe what he would have, because he would start saying, come on, like, why do you put it like that? Why do you term it like that? I believe that he probably thought it would have been more appropriate if I would have put for an addiction treatment center. So just that would have been itself. So substance abuse is basically putting down the addict and, and saying that, you know, it, it's, it's a, not derogatory, but in a sense, like going at them and, and putting them down for abusing a substance and shaming them. That's kind of how he made it sound like we're shaming them. So is it because the word, the word abuse is in there? So what, what is the correct terminology there then just so when i was talking about what? substance abuse center he was saying i think in a sense i should have called it an addiction addiction treatment center mm. so okay. if you have someone like an addict that's addicted and has an addiction um to call them a substance abuser is bad right and i and often like when we've had our show before and we've talked about codependent parents or enabling parents He'll come in and just make all these points and talk about how we're doing it all wrong, how we're saying it all wrong. And now, no, that's not, it's not wrong. Like we're here to help people. And if we can help people, yeah. whoever is receptive or responsive to what we're saying, more power to them. I know that he himself, um, from what I understand, has, uh, he works with families and he works with 
addicts in, I believe. And I think he's more focused towards like a family unit and trying to help them better themselves. And I'm sure like in his respective field, he probably helps a lot of people, you know, his style, his way. And, and maybe his, his way of trying to fight the stigma um, works for him, more power to him. But I don't need to sit here and, and down talk him and say he's doing it all wrong. Um, yeah. No. Well, everybody has, everybody's of course allowed to have their, their own opinions on, on everything. But so I, I'm just wondering if, if you, what's the alternative to an, an enabling parent? If, if, if that is a, a term that, that puts down the, the parent, if that's what he's saying. So what is, what Let's, is the better alternative to Maybe I could tag the better I could label tag for enabling. And we can ask him, or does it let me tag? Anyway. It, would, it would be, it would be great to have uh, just a open conversation with, sure. you know, um, people that have not even just him, just people in general. You know, there are so many okay, different so, okay, varying let's, let's opinions on, on some of these things. If there's anybody out there right now watching this or listening, as far as enabling parents or codependent parents, what what do you think? if that's not the appropriate term would be a good term or the term that you would use for somebody who harbors an addict or alcoholic in their home, allows them to use or doesn't want them to use, but still allows them to live under the roof. Do we call this something different other than an enabling parent or a codependent parent? You tell me, I mean, I'm always open to learn. I want to remain teachable. You know, yeah. if there's more out there or better appropriate ways of using this terminology, Great. I don't know that I will use it myself. I use what I've learned. Have you ever witnessed anyone that has been offended? Pej, where'd you go? I'm right here. There he goes. Okay. Right so if has have you ever called someone a substance abuser and have they ever been offended by it? I mean, if, if somebody, if there's an addict that's in their disease that's actually using, oh, here, Greg, Greg will probably have a lot of opinions about this. So if somebody's in their disease, like I don't sit there in an intervention and tell them, um, you're a substance abuser, you're bad. Like that's bad that you're using. Obviously somebody's called me, yeah. a family member, to, to, to intervene on this individual. So they, they want me to come and talk to the person and, and I have my own methods of how I do an intervention. There are certain, Intervention, intervention techniques that we have to use in order to open uh, somebody's eyes up to um, how they're living their life. What's happening in their life? You know, I, instead of sitting there saying, you're a drug addict, you need to get help. I'll tell them, listen, you have this new court case that just originated. You were falling asleep in your car behind the wheel. You got a DUI. Um, you just lost your job. You are put on academic probation in college. You are now um, homeless on the streets. We would love to be able to help you. You know, I feel like there's probably a lot going on with you, but it's, you know, besides the fact that you're using and drinking or just using drugs, um, we'd love to be able to get you the help that you need. So that, like, instead of being, you know, going at the person and saying you're a substance abuser, right? But at the end of the day, like when when I'm working in treatment, I work in a substance abuse treatment. S A treatment center right if it was a mental health center then it would be mh i mean these are just this is like common terminology that's being used in the industry that i work in now if somebody wants to yeah. reinvent the wheel and come up with their own terminology by all means more power to them but don't come back and tell us 
that we're doing it all wrong or that we're part of the problem. I mean, you can if you want. People, this guy was going at me saying I was part of the problem yesterday. Now, I've been friends with him on Facebook. I've met him in person. He's not a bad guy. I don't, I don't have yeah. anything against him, but it's like you be you. You stay in your own lane. You talk the way you want to talk, and I'll do, I'll do me. You know, I, at the end of the day, if we're both helping people, that's all that matters. Yeah. Maybe you could bring him on for uh, maybe a little bit of a, a debate. I don't know if you'd be interested in that, but it would be it would be fascinating to talk to someone that has here, such let's, let's uh, read, opposite let's, let's read this comment opinion. right here from Gregory. Sure. He says, okay, it can be genetic much of the time. There are also all the other con contributing aspects of family, like attachment style, trauma, abuse, and neglect culture and tradition family history ses on and on that shape your environmental and emotional foundations when those are off we often seek substances to help deal all that deal with all that sometimes it starts like that and the substance use and environment interact and cause genes to activate that crank addiction up into a new level across the invisible line kind of thing anyway anyways is is it really a family disease I say most of the time it is not 100% of the time, but a lot of the time, yeah. So regardless of the fact, so when somebody's got trauma, however they were brought into this earth, whether they came from a family or they were put up for adoption, they, they have a lot of surroundings. For example, if they're in a foster home, they're going to start mimicking the people in the foster home, whether it be their peers or the counselors or all together, right? If a person is raised in a certain type of family, they have daddy issues or mommy issues or both issues or parents are an addict or an alcoholic. There's different, Greg and I, we went to the same school. So when he, he speaks, you know, you can tell that he talks, like a lot of his stuff is from what we learned in school, right? So like mm -hmm. you have, you have uh, adult children and alcoholics or adult children and addicts, right? Some people turn out to be addicts. Some people don't. You have the mascot. You have the scapegoat. You, these are different terminologies that are used for various family members. This is stuff that we learn in, in, in drug and alcohol addiction and treatment, right? So, so we're told to talk a certain way about people, you know? If somebody has uh, primary mental health or they have schizo effect, like schizo they're schizophrenic on top of that, they're abusing substances, which then intensifies their mental health, well then they're abusing substances. I think anybody that, let's say for example, a cigarette smoker, somebody that smokes nicotine daily, like a person that may have one cigarette every six months, they're not abusing a cigarette. They, you know, they're not abusing nicotine. A person that smokes nicotine every single day, they're abusing that substance. Like basically their body is going, they're abusing it. They're using it, they're abusing it, they're misusing it. So, you know, some people can go out and have smoke a hookah a couple of times like a year. Yeah. And some people will be like two packs of cigarettes a day. I would call that abusing the, the, the actual substance. So that's just, that's my two cents. Like some people may not agree with it, a lot of my friends, they do agree with it because we know, like, we used to abuse substances. Like, I, I wasn't a recreational methamphetamine heroin user. I don't think there's such thing. Like, I don't know anybody that just does a little bit of crack on Saturday mornings at, at 10 in the morning till 12. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're doing crack, like, if you're smoking crack, like, you're a crackhead. Like, pretty much. Oh, whoops. So, now, if I say that, right? that guy will judge me and say, you can't call people those names. or You can't put people down by calling them addicts or junkies or things like that. 
Junkies call themselves junkies. That they, they can call themselves whatever they want. This is a term that's been used since the 70s. So, so regardless of the fact, I understand um, where he's coming from. I understand why he has his strong opinions. But this is the same person that one, one time when I had written on my Facebook wall, um, if you are in a place that calls themselves a sober living and they're weed friendly, it's not a sober living. He came back with a whole bunch of strong opinions on why weed helps people that have hardcore addiction uh, get over their addictions by smoking weed. Wrong. It's a substance still. Like, I don't agree with you. I don't believe in any kind of sober living that provides a space for people to be able to smoke weed. That's not sober living. It is not sober living. So, again, back to terminology. Kind of by definition. Yes. Right, right. By definition, it's not sober living. Depending on the definition and the terminology that's used, correct? Yeah. Right. Or the sure. belief system. And everybody's allowed to have their own belief system. Now, some of the people that he started tagging when he was doing that uh, came in and they, they had very strong opinions that matched up to his. And one of them I asked him, sure. so, and the guy said he was in recovery. And I asked him, so you're in recovery. Do you smoke weed? And he goes, absolutely, I smoke weed. I'm like, okay, I mean, to each their own. Some people feel that they can smoke weed and they're in recovery. If that's what you believe, fine. In my world, like I have to be completely 100% abstinent of all drugs. Is the word abstinent yeah. proper? You know, I mean, that that's a like a defined word. Yeah, I think that really depends on the on the person too, because that can certainly be a slippery slope back into your drug of choice. Mm -hmm. um, there are some some other comments here that I want to highlight, but you know, just to to backtrack a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's ever a part of the problem to talk about the problem. I think however we, we spread awareness, whether our language differs, is always a part of the solution because we need to be talking more about this so it's in, top, uh, in front of people's minds. So I don't agree with him uh, well, in, you know, in that right regard. Now, Greg, Greg, Greg makes a good point. Greg also says here, DSM-5, which is the most current uh, updated medical terminology and book that, that describes all addictions and, and alcoholism and, and many other different disorders. Um, it says has abuse as a level of severity and dependence as a might be why we use substance abuse in the field, or at least may have contributed to its continued use. I don't think it's offensive. Hold on. I don't think it's an offensive term. I think Tim was pro oops, he just said his name. I didn't want to give the guy's name up. Oh, well, whatever. A lot of people saw it anyway. Was problematizing your comment because he comes from a more harm reduction background. Again, he's right. He does come from a harm reduction background, I believe, too. And he is entitled to have his own opinions. But to come at me and start trying to tell me, like, come on, dude. Like, you got to say it this way. If you don't say it this way, it's not right. It's not right. It's like, come on, get out of here with that. It's, that stuff is tired. Like, I don't need to hear that. Like, I'll say it the way I want to say it. I'll say it the way I was taught. And you know what? If I believe you, if you can convince me that my terminology is off, I will change the way I describe things. But at the end of the day, I still believe that abusing substances and a treatment center that specializes in helping people that abuse substances, it's okay to call them substance abuse treatment. Even when we do our notes in our in for for yeah for utilization reviews we it, it's it's called sa that's what we call it substance abuse anyway. yeah i want to highlight i want to talk about Corey's comment here too uh okay. she said with my experience as an alcoholic i needed to hear as a newcomer that i was abusing substances 
I needed to hear that my drinking and using wasn't normal. It helped me to work through the, the first step. With my experience in double winners, alcoholic Al-Anon, codependency is a term that really helps you treat things. I didn't learn as a kid because I come from an alcoholic home, like creating healthy boundaries and self-love. Learning about codependency, I realized I couldn't save anyone but myself. So in her case, these terms actually helped her. Absolutely. It helped me. So me, when I was new in recovery, they, there was somebody that was in our center that was there for primary codependency. Like that was her, she, she did some crack and she did some drinking, but her, her main problem, like she was there for primary codependency, right? And I would sit there and I'd watch the counselor interact with her. And then one day the counselor said, Pez, you're codependent too. I'm like, no, I'm not. She is, right? He's like, no, you absolutely are. He goes, the majority of addicts and alcoholics are codependent as well as their parents are codependent. The majority of humanity is codependent. It's about how, and codependency within itself, if you don't know about codependency, we, we could do a whole other episode on that. But it's- uh, We probably should. Me, speaking from experience, it's a whole other addiction within itself. It's, it's like a, another level of selfishness and self-centeredness, like control freak, have to be in charge, gotta fix everything, always hovering, always overseeing things. Things gotta be my way, the codependent. Some people may call that narcissism. Some people may call it that many other disorders, but codependency for me, I'll tell you right now, when you learn about your codependency and you can overcome it, it's quite freeing. It is very freeing. So, so again, yeah. I, I love what Corey says. I adore Corey. Like I, I, I see it the way Corey sees it, the way many people see it. When you actually come to terms with what, what the meaning of codependency is. And if you don't know what codependency is, there's two great books. By, well, there's a few books by a, an author by the native Melody Beattie, Codependent No More. I believe another one called Codependent Now for the more modern day codependent. Um, but codependency, it, it runs rampant. In my community, I'm Persian. Like, codependency is, is second nature. It's like just the way of life. It's, it's within our blood. So, yeah, it is, it's there. It's true. Like, no matter what, I, every time I'm trying to work with a family and I see, like, I cannot get through to the kids because the family keeps getting in the way. I, the first word that comes to my, my thought uh, is these people are pure codependence. Anyway, we yeah. have to wrap this up because I have to attention, but I want to thank every single person that came on here All right. that interacted with us, yes. that talked, that, that uh, you know, this is the sober grind. We are always here every single week. Uh, we, we want to talk about addiction. We want to talk about alcoholism. We want to talk about prevention. We want to talk about uh, overcoming or breaking the stigma, even though the stigma will never go away. But we'll do our very best to put the word out enough to where at least we're doing some of God's work. We're doing our best. And, and absolutely well said, Pej. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode here. Uh, this is our now consistent time. Every single week, uh, Thursday at 11 a.m., we're going to be doing this. We're going to be sticking with that consistently. Uh, so we hope to see you all there. Uh, join us in our group, our recovery group. It's called Sober Grind. You can do a search in Facebook for it, or you can click in the description of this video. You'll see a link to the Facebook group. It's called Sober Grind. Uh, join us on there. If you ever want to uh, provide us with a, a future sober topic grind, that you think that would be grind. great, let us know. I just want uh, to besides make you smile. that, you can always. What? I just wanted to make you smile because I once I go sober grind, sober grind, sober grind, sober grind, sober grind. Have a lovely <laughs> rest of your day.